Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, welcome to From Dial Square to Where. I uh, thought I just wanted to get a few things off my chest tonight. And uh, everyone knows, and may be shocked what's to come, that I absolutely love Mikel Arteta and I've got nothing bad to say about the guy. Um, I think we're definitely going to be taking in the right direction under Mikel Arteta. And uh, I've still got every single faith in him. But when we see a match like we did today, I can't help feeling really, really disappointed, quite dejected, and I feel like it's a complete missed opportunity. Now, basically, I am really um, quite fed up of basically Arsenal being in feeling inferior to our competitors, and there's no reason especially today, we all saw it, why we should have felt any kind of inferiority complex whatsoever. And I felt like we did. And I felt like we were really limp today, really limp. We didn't go for it at all. We've shown many times on many occasions in flashes what we can actually do to teams and why we just do it in such short little bursts and then let the other team back into it immediately. We just seem to sort of sit back or sit back and just let them back into the game. And it's getting really frustrating because we've got players to really hurt these teams and I'm just sick to death of going away to the teams we need to be competing against and paying them too much respect and just feeling like we've got to contain them. We haven't just got to contain them. We can go for them as well. We can match them. We've got the players to match them and we've got the players to really hurt them. I mean, look what Leicester did to them uh, just before the international break. And uh, plenty of other teams, Crystal Palace beat them away because they've got nothing to lose. So why can't we just really take the game to these teams and play to our strengths just for once in a while? 
And I do blame, unfortunately, for this performance, Mikel Arteta. He's got a lot to answer for. We can't keep setting up like this. We're not still in a major transition. We're coming through a transition. We've got some really good players now. And why we didn't start Thomas Party today, he played two games for Ghana. He's match fit. He knows what to do. He's an experienced player. He's 27. He's played for years for Atletico Madrid. So he could have gone straight into the team today. And there's no reason why he didn't. But even without him, we could have still really taken the initiative and gone for the jugular. And we could have won that game today. And to come away with a 1-0 defeat after waiting all of the international break was just really, really disappointing. And I felt I felt the same after we went away to Liverpool this season, last season, under Unai Emery as well. And it's just... a a sad state of affairs, really, when we, as a club, seems like we feel inferior to these other teams. Now, why do we feel inferior on the pitch? And this is why I'm disappointed today with Mikel Arteta, because it has to come from the manager. It has to, from what he says in the changing room, to the players about the plan that he's got set up for the match. It must be negative in the way that we're trying to contain the other opposition. And that's got to make the players feel like that's what we've got to do in because we are inferior, if you know what I mean. And that's what's disappointing because if the manager goes into the changing room and sets the team out to attack, play to its strengths, really try and hurt the opposition, then that's obviously going to make the, the players a lot more confident on the pitch rather than feeling like we're only out there to contain them. And we've got we've got the players to, to really hurt these teams and we are not using them to the full effect if we are continuously playing in a really defensive way. So... That I do blame Mikel Arteta for, unfortunately. Now, he's not beyond, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, negative thoughts just because he's Mikel Arteta and we all love him. And I do. And I will keep reiterating that. I still love Mikel Arteta and I want him in charge. And like I said recently, I would not swap him for the world. But he has to be criticised when he gets things wrong. And bringing on Thomas Partey with, what, 12 minutes to go? Wasn't wasn't enough time. And changing things up. I was quite, actually, when the uh, announcement was with... ...because of having Aubameyang down the middle. There was no David Luiz in the defence, which, um, you know, what a shame for Rob Holding. I don't actually know what was... Uh, what injury he picked up in the warm-up, but um, we could only field six on the bench uh, as a result of that, which was strange. Um, but there you go. And I thought David Luiz was absolutely fine. He had a, a decent game. He did a, quite a few 
interceptions and tackles which went under the radar, which I spotted, which was uh, really encouraging. Same with Ceballos, and I've seen quite a lot of ne- negativity towards him. I thought he had a good game today as well, but not many did. Now, Aubameyang is a concern for me as well. Not just because he's not scoring, but he just seems to have lost some kind of zip and verb in his game. He seems to be playing the same as the rest of the team, actually, in lots of cases, with a handbrake on. And he just doesn't seem himself at the moment. And whether that's down to the tactics or what, or whether he's just in a bit of a slump, I don't know. But uh, he's now obviously gone four games without scoring, which is a, a concern. But he's not our biggest concern by any means. I am really disappointed and quite worried about William as well. He offered nothing today, unfortunately, again. And aside from Fulham, the first game of the season, who were obviously a very easy opponent on the day, uh, he's shown nothing to me at the moment. And I just hope to God that it is... Still down to him, maybe after only five games, uh, just settling into a new club with his new teammates. And I hope he's got a lot more to offer because as it stands, he needs to. He is a passenger at the moment and offering nothing on the pitch. And that worries me. So, yeah, I just desperately, desperately want to see us start with a much more aggressive lineup. Um, with a formation, letting the you know the players that have got all this talent express themselves much more. And this is the other thing that I wanted to say about tonight as well. Like with Pep Guardiola, for example, and Mikel Arteta, and there's there's lots of other managers that are like this, but they they over in my world they overcomplicate these lineups and sort of formations, trying to make it all, you know, uh, so that the other teams can't read us very easily. So we switch from a back three to a back four uh, during the game if we're defending or attacking and we overload the, the midfield in certain areas and our fullbacks come in and help out in midfield and so on. And in so many ways, it's not effective Look what's happened to Pep Guardiola in Champions League. Everyone criticises him for overthinking and changing his winning lineup and way of and style of play in the Champions League against certain opposition because he thinks he has to and be clever. And it doesn't. It always backfires on him, doesn't it? He, he his success rate in the Champions League lately is poor. We all know. Going out to Leon last year um, by overplaying things, overthinking things. And I don't want Arteta to fall into this trap because sometimes just a bog standard 4-3-3, when you've got the right personnel, works far better with players knowing that exactly their role and what they need to do on the pitch rather than overcomplicating it for them. And I see that quite a lot, you know, at the moment in our play. And I see it, an awful lot in Manchester City's play as well. But I do have a lot of faith in Mikel Arteta's coaching ability. The difference being that 
when he came in in December, our defence, as we all know, and midfield was an absolute shambles. It was a disgrace. And we looked like we were on our way down. And with the virtually the same players, apart from Gabriel coming in, he quickly has changed our defence to look really good and solid in most games now. Now, when you compare that to Pep Guardiola, he hasn't changed any of his defenders' ability playing-wise. He hasn't improved anyone. And you can go back to all of his clubs, really. Whenever there's a defensive problem, he doesn't try and coach the, team, the players to play better. He goes out and buys another defender. And that's not coaching. That's just uh, glorified shopping. It's not, it's not coaching at all. And I can't think of any defence he's in, actually improved by coaching. But Mikel Arteta has, and, and that gives me so much confidence. But why not sometimes? And I put Manchester City into that, this bracket today. Just go at teams and let our, team, our players express themselves and try and score goals. Rather than just sitting back and let the other team have the initiative. And I feel like I'm being, you know, a little kid in a playground being bullied. And I don't want to feel like that about Arsenal. Arsenal should not feel inferior going away to any club. Why can't our opposition fear us? How long is it since our opposition have actually feared Arsenal? And, you know, it feels like... It feels like a handbrake was stuck on in the frost. You know, we, we, we felt like we could at any time just go up and, and start playing better, with more intensity, with more direction, with better, crisper passing. If only we could take a leaf out of uh, all the rest all the rest of the players could take a leaf out of Kieran Tierney's book and Saka's book. And thank you, Melvin. I've seen your uh, comment. Thanks for watching. Never got out of first gear. Totally agree. It felt like we were we could at any point, but we didn't. We were held back by some kind of invisible force field or a dog chain. Or like I say, a, a handbrake was frozen solid in the like in the winter. And it's it really disappoints me. It really disappoints me. And I'm getting angry about it because I'm sick to death of of Arsenal just being placid and limp. And I want our opposition to fear us again. And we're not going to ever do that by continuously trying to contain our opponents and, and ride it out and just hit them on the odd break. I just want us to rip a team apart again, like we used to in the past. And we've got the capability. I believe we've got the coach to do that. We've got the players. So why can't we just go out and do it? And today was such a missed opportunity. It was a poor, poor Manchester City side. I can't believe they won. I really can't believe it. And it makes me annoyed. It makes me angry, which is why I had to come on and do this, because I've got to get, get it off my chest. And we, it was a wasted, wasted opportunity today. And I just hope to God that with the signing of Thomas Party now, he will start to go for it more in games, um, change this formation. I would have even liked, uh, you know, even a 4-4-2 would have been better today in lots of lots of cases. A box standard, old-fashioned, 4-4-2, but especially a 4-3-3. Why overcomplicate things? 
just poor, just poor. There's very few players that had a really good game today. I'd say Gabriel. Um, Bellerin was, was decent. Kieran Tierney is always decent because he leaves nothing on the pitch. And he really went for it today as well. Saka, brilliant attitude, fantastic. Really worried about Bamiang, really worried about Willian. Pepe needs to start every game now. He didn't have his greatest game today either, but it was his first start. So he's got to carry on starting to build up his confidence because he's dangerous. But he wasn't uh, wasn't great today. We're not getting the ball to him enough. And I really hope the getting Partey again will liven up our right-hand side. So it's not always on the left. And I believe that it will. So fingers crossed on that one. But Leno today, um, just before I started, I went live. I uh, was on Twitter and I saw someone give Leno a nine. What the hell are you doing? What are you watching? The goal, I'm sorry, it was all Leno's fault. That was a terrible save. And he, why palm it? Just palm it just into the danger area when the whole left side of the goal, the left back area was empty. The first thing you do as a goalkeeper, you punch it away if you're going to punch it or actually just catch it. Poor, it was really, really poor save that was. It was just, I wouldn't even call it a save. It just, I just can't believe a goalkeeper of the supposedly the standard of he is would just do that and just put it straight into the danger area. It's pathetic, really. Going back to the old days of Arsenal goalkeepers, um, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, he did a few other decent saves, but nothing to write home about. Um, So, yeah, I didn't think he had a good game at all today. But, unfortunately, I think the biggest disappointment of today was the coach, which I hate to say, and I can't believe I'm saying but uh, he let us down, I think, today um, with the negativity. So I just don't want to get on his back too much. It was uh, the first time I've ever felt the need to, to come on and criticise him. But everyone who, who's ever watched any videos of me knows how much I love him. I love the guy and I'm, I'm excited about the future. But... I've been withholding this feeling about the way we we play away to these bigger teams for quite a while now. And today I've just had enough, really. It's um, it's not Arsenal. It's not Arsenal. Not the Arsenal I love. Why the hell are we feeling inferior to our opposition? Why? There's no reason today. I mean, what an opportunity. Kevin De Bruyne was out injured. I mean, Aguero's his first game back in months. There was no Gabriel Jesus. Their defence is, is easy to get at. And we just didn't take that opportunity to do so. Ah, so it, it, it didn't sit well with me today, unfortunately. And I'm sorry to uh, come out with any kind of negativity, but I felt like I had to. If anyone's got any other... Uh, comments that you want to put in who's watching today 
Um, but your thoughts about the game, whether you think I'm being over the top, unfair, I would love to hear about it. It wasn't, it was, I mean, let's get, let's get facts straight. It was a much better scoreline than in years gone by, which makes it look a lot better. Oh, it's, you know, it wasn't quite as bad as losing 3-1 or 3-0 as we normally do. But I don't think we should have lost at all. I think we should have won that game. Not even come out with a draw. We should have won that game. And it feels like one of those horrible big drubbings we used to get back in the back in the day. Um, to me, such an anticlimax after waiting this what feels like years of this interlow we've just gone through. Really excited about today, thinking that would have spent this time, you know, really getting a great game plan together for this match. I just had a sneaking suspicion that, well, it wasn't a suspicion, actually. That's wrong. Let me start that again. I had a real hope that we would have shocked everyone and just gone for it, just gone for their throat from minute one today with a, you know, a really attacking lineup four three three because it'd be the last thing anyone was expecting. When in fact, the performance we put in was what everyone would have been expecting. And that is really, really disappointing to me. Really disappointing because we're just becoming predictable the same as anyone else, unfortunately. And I just hope it doesn't carry on like this. I've got a feeling that on Thursday in the Europa League, we're going to put out a a youth team, pretty much who played for the uh, under-23s today, apart from Saliba, who's obviously not in that squad. Um, and they will probably come in and play with no fear and rip the opponents apart. And then when we play Leicester at the weekend, we'll revert to type and we'll play like this again. But hopefully Partey will start and he might make that bit of a difference. Um I just hope, hope, I mean, Leicester ripped this team apart last, uh, just before the interlock. They won 5-2. Wolves went away, no fear, won 2-0 against Man City last season. Crystal Palace went away and won 3-2, I think it was. Yes, Melvin, we were. We were very, very easy to play against today. We let them off the hook. That's why. We had them, well, we could have had them on the floor with our foot on their throat. But we didn't. We just let just let them away. Like the Good Samaritan, we just let them get up and stab us in the back as we walked off, unfortunately. That's what it felt like. It felt like, um, yeah, we did them a favour. We let them off the hook. We didn't actually, weren't ruthless enough to kill them off in the end. We just walked off thinking that they were our friend and then as we were turned around to walk away they stabbed us in the back and uh, we could have uh, made it very very difficult for them but we didn't we were very easy to play against because despite the flashes of of brilliance from the likes of Saka and uh, and T&E today and you know all their hard work and endeavour the rest of them weren't up to scratch and uh, yeah very concerning really about 
about Aubameyang. He just didn't look on it at all today. Not because he didn't score, like I said. It's, it's just because he looked pretty disinterested and lethargic, if I'm honest. And uh, we had two, not one, but two one-on-ones um, in the first half as well, which just weren't good enough. And then, I know it's only a small thing, but but um, when Aguero put his arm around the female um, assistant ref, as they're called now, I thought that was uh, my alone in the, in thinking that that was really bad. He's going to get away from it because he's Sergio Aguero. But I think that that was, um, should have been punished. You know, like, firstly, you're not allowed to put any, lay any hands on the ref or, or anything, but I know it's not that way. But it was extremely patronising, from my point of view, to Sean Massey, who's, in my view, easily head and shoulders above any other lines person out there. I think she's fantastic. She never gets anything wrong. But what was weird with one of her decisions today, she was wrong on the one-on-one that Aubameyang had when he was put through. It wasn't offside. And she raised her flag immediately. And I thought that they were supposed to keep their flags down until that move had finished. And then raise their flag. And then VAR would check it. But Aubameyang was clearly onside. And maybe her putting the flag up caught the corner of his eye and affected his, you know, attempted finish. So that weren't very good. And I've never seen her had any kind of bad officiating at all. I, thought, I can't remember anything in the past where she's made a, a major error. But yes, yeah, Sergio Aguero putting his arm round her. You might as well have pinched her cheek or rubbed her hair or something. Said, oh, there, there. That's, it, was, it looked really poor from me. Really poor. So I hope that something does get done with him because um, it didn't look uh, didn't look good on the telly. But there you go. I, I've got it off my chest. I really hope that um, we have a much better performance on Thursday, a much, much better performance against Leicester, which is at home. Uh, on the weekend, uh, we cannot keep doing this because the last thing on earth I want is for me to start, you know, losing faith in, in um, Nicola Teta. I really do. I, I, I'm not at the moment. I want to reiterate that again. I'm not. He's, he's shown what a great coach he is, but I just want us to play attacking football. And I really, really dread going back to almost like the Emery days of boring football again, constantly, week in, week out. I'm not really... Um, I'm not... I would, I would love to win 1-0 every week. And if that was boring football we were doing it with, fine. But we're not winning. We're losing against these uh, opponents who are supposed to, we're supposed to be competing with for the top four. But we're doing it really passively, which is what's really annoying. I would actually have fully um, understood us losing today if we had really gone for it and played some thrilling football and got caught once or twice on the counter-attack. I would have totally and utterly 
genuinely accepted that. But by going out with such a pitiful whimper today and letting them off the hook, when we were we had nothing to fear, was that was the disappointing thing. And that is the boring football I don't want. Like I said, I can totally handle being beaten by a better team, but we come off that pitch today leaving loads of stuff on the pitch and not showing uh, our best in any way, shape or form. So that's what's disappointing to me. Uh, Russ Morgan, totally agree, mate. Thank you, Russ. Thanks for watching. I, uh, I don't like doing a video like this, but I really felt like I had to today. Melvin, rather we got the penalty than the Aguero action. Yeah. Uh, the, that penalty thing, that was... Again, we don't get any decision. I don't know whether anyone watching today or listening saw the Man United match. They, I looked up and they'd scored got three goals. I don't know where they came from. But the penalty they got warded that was saved absolute disgrace it's just embarrassing they get these decisions week after week after week and if it, he should have got booked for diving and he got the penalty but the most joke part about it is that the referee actually went and watched it on the side he had a tv on the side of the pitch and you saw the, the reaction of the the newcastle player um was it Jamal Lewis? I can't remember. I think it might be Jamal Lewis who gave away the supposed penalty. And he couldn't, he couldn't believe his eyes. He just shook his head and just couldn't believe that they'd given it because he was standing watching the same monitor. Russ, we don't look like scoring three goals in a match, let alone in 10 minutes. Exactly, yeah. I can't wait till we get to a stage where we just rip a team apart. When was the last time we ripped a team apart? And we were ruthless. I can't remember. I really can't. And uh, I haven't even mentioned Lacazette today. Oh, my God. When he came on, I think he was the biggest disappointment of all. I lost count of the amount of times he, he misplaced a pass. And I've said this in several podcasts recently, that the role he is playing in this sort of basically a midfield role isn't he is not suited to it? He works hard, yes, but he's not suited to that role. He cannot pass water, that fella. It drives me mental. And finally, I was on a watch along with with Rich today, and he finally got it. You know, I, well, I say I, I, I don't know whether he didn't have it in the first place, but he finally got my point of view, saying if you're going to have someone in in that role that Lacazette. Is doing you need a specialist in that role and he is not it he is a good you know finisher we've seen great finishes from him inside the box from time to time so if we are going to play him for god's sake just play him as a poacher in the box i just it's driving me mad now as well why he is being persisted with in this deep what everyone calls the Firmino role it's not suited to Lacazette, for God's sake. He cannot pass the ball. Firmino can. So, yeah, when he came on, it was so frustrating. He, uh, I think within the first five minutes, I'm sure he 
passed it um, badly th three times, I, I think, in the, in the first five minutes that he came on. So, at the moment, I would, uh, I wouldn't have Lacazette in in the team anyway. I've said this several times. Um, I would persevere with Aubameyang down the middle, but I would put Saka on the left and Pepe on the right. And now there's absolutely no excuse not to play a midfield three of like um, Xhaka, Sabios, and Partey. And that way, Sabios. Uh, sorry, Xhaka can, can sit deep, of the deepest of the three. Partey can do what the hell he wants because he's Thomas Partey. And then Sabayos can push further forward and be more creative because when we were really chasing the game at the end, Sabayos was uh, in the final third and he looked really dangerous. And he was the, the one that, if he'd have played that role throughout the game, most likely to have, have actually unlocked that defence with a killer pass. And we've seen him do it for the Spanish under-21s. He did a filthy, disgusting pass once. It was absolutely incredible. He should have been booked for it. It was that that, that brilliant. And uh, But he's not getting the chance because he's having to play so deep in this situation. And that's something else I've got to... You've got to put the criticism to Arteta for being so passive, unfortunately. He has got the ability and the footwork to just get out of tight situations and... And really be creative, but at the moment he's not getting that opportunity. Russ, why didn't why didn't why bring party on for ten minutes? Exactly, completely pointless. I said during the watch along. I hope he comes on at half time, but I bet he won't. I bet he'll be around the sixtieth minute. Give him half an hour. Ten minutes. What's he going to do in ten minutes? He put in a couple of beautiful balls. Uh, one pass to Aubameyang was sublime. Absolutely brilliant with his left foot. And he put in a lovely um, left-footed free kick at, the, at one point as well, just showing his class. Um, but 10 minutes. And at Eddie as well. Eddie could have... Uh, I mean, Partey and Eddie coming on after, you know, 55, 60 minutes would have been ideal. But no, wasted. And why? Again, I mentioned this earlier on in the in the stream. Why did we not have another sub to put on? Why leave ourselves with no defender to come on uh, to go on the bench and take David Luiz's place? What's that all about? I mean, surely you travel. You don't just travel with your your first team and seven subs. Surely. That's just weird to me. We only had six substitutes. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. You know, surely you you have to account for someone getting injured in the warm up. I mean, it happens quite a lot, quite a lot. So yeah, today was not a good day. Um, after waiting all that time in the interlow to get to see the Arsenal against Man City I was really really up for it and it's just been such an anti-climax I feel so let down and disappointed and I don't like moaning really don't it's the first time I've moaned in long 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 time but I, I can't help it today so uh, apologies for those listening I had to get it off my chest uh, I think I might as well just leave it there because I could have gone on for a long long time but let's hope for better things on Thursday. I'm sure there will be. I'm going to hope to see my uh, 
favourite young player, Neil Smith Rowe on Thursday, fingers crossed. Played for the under-23s today. I haven't had a chance yet to see how he got on uh, and the rest of them. But um, I'm sure we'll do well on Thursday. We, all, we, we always play with the, like the pressures off in the Europa League group stages. Um, Russ, to be fair, we didn't get hammered, so it's an improvement in a way. It is, but it doesn't feel like one, Russ. It's, it doesn't feel like one. It's, it feels like the same old, same old. Um, with these, I think the biggest thing for me, Russ, is the inferiority complex we seem to have, and I, I hate it. We shouldn't feel like that. We should be striking fear into our opponents, and we're not. We are timid, tepid, limp. We've got no fear factor whatsoever about our, our opponents. Um, and I hate it. It doesn't sit well with me. We are the Arsenal. We should be going away. Uh, and our opponents, when we visit their ground, should be thinking, oh, shit, we've got Arsenal today. And I can't remember the last time we must have had that. So today, score-wise, was an improvement. Performance-wise... It was the same, unfortunately. It'll go down in record books. is, is an improvement. Yeah, you're right. But uh, for, to me, it didn't feel like it. Anyway, let's hope for better, uh, especially against Leicester next Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is. Sorry, gone out my head. But uh, next weekend, we've got to play better than that because if Leicester play like they did against uh, City before the interlar where they ripped them apart 5-2, then we're in for a a tough time and uh, I don't want to see that again I don't want to see that again but uh, thank you uh, everyone um, just quickly mop up uh, I hope I'm going to pronounce this right Ilya Darja thank you for watching disappointed Arteta started with Willian as a fake nine and Willian in return did nothing to deserve Arteta's faith 100% 100%. I just, uh, I'm very worried about Willian. Um, he had that one good game against Fulham, but Fulham were poor. So I think anyone could have had a good game against Fulham. And since then, he's done nothing. And I just hope to God that he is just settling into his new club with his new teammates. And the best is yet to come from Willian. Um, because it couldn't get much worse. He offered nothing today. Absolutely nothing. I was so disappointed. Uh, so yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, Russ Morgan, take care, mate. You too. Thank you ever so much for everyone tuning in. Please, please give us a like before you drop off. And uh, give us a like, subscribe if you haven't done so already. It'd be really appreciated. Uh, we're on the way to sort of 300, I think, now subscribers. And uh, yeah, we'll just get them, we'll get the channel growing a little bit so we can spread the Guna love across the Gooniverse. So thank you. Give us a like, give us a subscribe and tell your mates. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you soon. See you tomorrow. By the way, tomorrow, 8 o'clock, Sunday, please tune in. We've got the special on the mental health. It's uh, very, very, very important. We want. It's not going to be all doom and gloom. We're going to have try and keep it upbeat, but it's a very, very important subject to my heart and those of uh, Chappers, uh, who's joining us as well. Uh, Rich is definitely joining us. Um, and anyone else that wants to come on the show, for even if it's just for a minute or two, 
you're more than welcome. But I want as many people watching as possible because it's a, such a, an important subject at the moment in this world that we're living in. Um, I know it. I'm going through it right now. So um, I want to share my thoughts on the subject, and but I want to help people as well. And uh, with the threats of more lockdowns coming and no one being able to live their life in a normal way at the moment, it's uh, a threat that is just as big as the, the pandemic itself out there. Um, so, yes, please tune in tomorrow at eight o'clock and I will look forward to seeing you there. Take care. Thank you to everyone again. Bye bye.